Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Welcome back to another episode of the Stacked Supplement Podcast. And on this episode, we aren't actually going to go over the top stories and excited announcements shared from the past seven days, nor are we going to be doing any sort of interview. This is sort of a, it's kind of an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while, um, mostly because we mention it here and there, but I thought it was a good one to get out there, especially since we have our brand of the year announcements, um, oh, sorry, our overall brand of the year announcement coming in over the past... Uh, uh, sorry, in the next week or so, basically, uh, we've announced the subcategories or smaller category awards that we do every year with Functional Brand of the Year, which was taken by Bombar, Energy, Energy Drink Brand of the Year, which was won by Ghost, um, Newcomer of the Year, which was taken home by Ecovision, and um, International Brand of the Year, which was Applied Nutrition out in the UK took that one. So this one, um, I'm basically going to run over something that I've touched on here and there, and I guess this is more of a definitive explanation of it all. Uh, this is the history. I've talked about it in posts here and there, and when we've done the awards each year, and even when we've done interviews. In fact, on the interview with um, Core Nutritionals that uh, I myself went and did a few months back, I touched on it there as well. But I'm basically going to run down what we look for in Brand of the Year. And this is something that I think is important to share, mostly because a lot of people ask me, and it's not like I haven't mentioned it, it's an open book. It, theoretically, it's very easy to win if you followed what we looked for. But obviously, it's a very fan-focused perception that we do. Um, I guess it's kind of like, uh, it, it wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't guarantee you're going to make a lot of money, but it would be cool as hell for the fans. I guess it's a lot of like any other industry, something might be cool to do, but you, it just may not make sense on uh, the business side. Um, and so ever since we did the first Brand of the Year Award, this was way, way back before we even did um, categories, which even the categories themselves are only like three, four years old. Um, actually, yeah, four years old. We'll be doing the fifth one next year with, this, with the subcategories. But it's basically been about consistency throughout the year and evolution of a brand. And that is, in essence, what I look for as a fan. That's what I look for way, 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 way back. Um, and that's kind of applied to all of our other categories. So we apply that to overall brand of the year and functional brand of the year and international brand of the year. And obviously, in some of these categories, it's a little bit different. Um, and when I say consistency in new products and stuff like that, when you get into like energy drink brand of the year, it's not as applicable, is it? Because uh, not every, in fact, very few beverage companies will launch multiple products. Some will just rely heavily on the one, um, and that'll carry them. Kind of like Bang, Rays, even Ghost. Like they don't have these additional beverages, like the the you know the beasts of uh, Monster, where you got Monster Ultra, Monster Punched. Um, wait, is that? I think it might be, I think I might be mixing up Rockstar and Monster there, but you know they got the Rockstar's another one, another good example of someone who has multiple different beverages for different purposes. Um, even C4, you've got um, C4 Smart Energy, C4 uh, Energy, just the the flagship, and then there's the C4 Ultimate. So they have different beverages, um, but yeah. So and what I mean by evolution, and this is when I first did Brand of the Year, we didn't have to explain anything. It was just kind of coolest brand this was what and then over the years we've we've had to sort of 
when people have asked like why did you pick them what why didn't you pick us and so this uh the evolution is is kind of how i describe what we look for and uh, i'm going to give some examples as it's just the best way to describe it and it may not um you know reflect but take some i guess sub if this is a word subjectivity of with it so one of the years uh the brand that won brand of the year was myochem and it was the year that they went from their pre-workout nitramine and they introduced a bunch of other supplements and, and it's like i think it might have been four or five uh magnetropin was one um i mean we're going back a very long time i'm gonna have trouble remembering all their names um they had a they had a uh a secondary muscle builder um i believe they dropped uh mtor was one of their aminos that they dropped they they did a whole bit but the thing was is they did it consistently throughout the year so they launched like a new product in february and then it was later in the year later in the year and this is essentially at the core of it what we want to see what i want to see as a fan and i think people you need to better look at it from a perspective or how i look at it from a perspective is 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 the true fan of the brand right so if i'm talking about let's just say um let's just use myokim as another example so i'm a big fan of myokim i don't buy anybody else's because we are judging brand of the year here i'm not judging uh, i'm not I'm, I'm acting as a person who is is focused on a brand i'm not sort of comparing them to anyone else or even sort of saying like you should could have done this could have done that i'm putting myself in the shoes of someone who's judging a brand individually and let's just say yeah i'm a huge fan of my kid and they have a pre-workout and that's all they have and then they give me something to stack with it this isn't what my kim did but you know let's just this is my example and then they give me a pump pre-workout that can stack with that pre-workout I'm now buying more supplements from you. You're giving me more that I'm going to be able to further my goals with. Then you drop a muscle builder, sorry, an anabolic and maybe a uh, anti uh, like a um, anti-estrogen product. I can stack the two together. I want to build some muscle. There you go. I've got two more from you. And then let's say later in the year you do a stim fat burner and a stimulant free fat burner. Now I've got something that I might want to do if I want to go the other direction rather than build muscle, lose weight. That in essence is what are we look for now and that's and that's you have other things that i take into account but they don't really ever kind of matter um, for example when someone launches a new flavor like if they do a new flavor here or they do a reformulation those aren't huge factors for me like again think of yourself in the brand shoes you're already buying stuff from the brand and they do another flavor it's like okay cool like i'm not really you're not furthering my goals with another flavor if that makes sense and reformulations are cool because they obviously they improve on something that's already available but again very much to my point they don't further your goals any more than they were already being furthered yes the formula gets better so they tr i treat them a little better than a flavor but you get what i'm trying to say it's the products that further my goals are what we want to see what i want to see and what i like to see um it's uh in and especially when you're talking about a um uh from from a from a whole brand perspective that these things these things are might might be products that you've never even heard of like a brand that has two test boosters and then they do another sort of muscle builder like a natural anabolic or something you're like oh my god they don't even have that in another brand and that's kind of what i want to see and you can see how it applies to 
very much the brands that get a lot of attention, get a lot of focus and get a lot of hype because when you see a company expand and bring its t- uh, approach to a certain category that they're not in, it's huge. It's always fun to see, especially when it's a respected brand. Um, and I think that's what makes brands like Glaxon so exciting because Glaxon, uh, it, it brings its approach to many different categories, more than anyone else. And it does these things in very different ways that no one else really can do or has done. And it's uh, so that's where you kind of, that's basically, in a nutshell, what we look for is these new categories, new approaches, and and uh, just offering a fan of that brand more, furthering their goals like you would want. And again, we do take into account, like if it's a new brand and they have like a protein powder and they do a pre-amino fat burner and test booster, and then you've got a brand that's been around for five years and they already have those, I'm going to still gauge uh still want to see that evolution see that that new intra workout that new like more specific categories but i'm not going to be expecting like the addition of like an like big big things as you see and i gauge it as such and and um that's essentially what we look for and i think many people ask well what about like i said flavors and distribution and uh, you know they do play a role to some extent, like uh, my best example, and this has never, ever happened, never happened uh, in the years that we've done it. Like uh, if, you, let's just say you get two brands and they each launch, I don't know, a $40 pre-workout, then they do a $50 test booster and then a $50 fab. And um, these are just examples. And they do pretty much similar throughout the year. And, you know, these formulas are on par with one another. Like you're still, you're getting solid dosages like, it's not like some horrible brand that I'm comparing to that did a fat burner and then someone who did like an actual really good one. You know, these two are equal. Then I'm going to come down and start being like, okay, yep, these, this brand A did flavors in here, here, here. And one of them was an authentic collab. One of them was an industry first. One of them was limited. Those are the things that might put one above the other. But in my history of doing this, I mean, they never really played a huge deciding factor um and, and it's, it's not like if like much another example if a brand launched a new pre-workout a new amino a new protein powder and a new fat burner and another brand did the same but maybe it did um a loaded intra workout that other brand i mean that's if they launched i don't know six seven new flavors i'm still probably not going to put them ahead of the one that did the extra category because like i said for me brand of the year is judged purely on evolution and what you can offer me that's what i look for that's what i want because as a fan when i got into supplements that was what it was all about like finding out what else i could take to further my goals and that is purely what i want to see i didn't i didn't get into supplements because protein shakes tasted good Yes, that's a nice benefit that helps me decide, but the core of a benefit for me for a protein shake is to conveniently have a good amount of protein and a lean amount of protein after my workout or mix it in a smoothie or whatever. Like, you get the idea. It's the core effect of the protein, not what it tastes like. So for, for me, that is really the best example and the best way I can explain it for anyone who's ever interested. That's essentially what it is. And that's essentially what we look for. Just if you can give your fans more or give me as a fan more, 
if I'm trying to build muscle and you've already got two muscle builders and you somehow figure out a way to launch two more that can that 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 can stack and yes I understand not everyone's budget is three hundred dollars but if you give me the potential to spend more to get more in a way that no other brand can that's huge for me and as a fan I mean as someone who takes supplements for the purpose of taking them to you know, get myself ahead get more out of what I do that is like I said brand evolution and that's what I want to that's all I ever really look for and you see that reflected in all of the, the nominees for brand of the year this year raw nutrition um, arms race rise Apollon. Um, I'm regrettably forgetting one because I know there was five but you you understand that sort of like they all did that and I guess another thing that kind of has occasionally uh, sneaked in or played a part in our brand of the year uh, choices was the format thing and this is something that um, sorry HTLT was the other one to quickly look it up Um, was the format of it all like if you enter your another format that is a huge step up for me um it's not necessarily tr- like if you came out with a powerhouse pre-workout versus another format it's pretty close but for me a brand entering a new space energy drink protein snack whatever that's huge and that's really cool to see because it opens up again someone who's looking at the brand and that's all they know that's really cool like you've given them something that they may not have even thought about getting from you um and that they've added to their arsenal again if it's an energy drink that well i do already drink monster now i can get it from you it's again the cool thing is just being able to see that evolution and and, and again much to what i said originally after before the explanation just giving the fan more giving them the opportunity to 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 get more in different ways and that's at the core of it um what we judge on and again this every brand that we have nominated this year did exactly that rise and introduced a new pre-workout on amino they were a little bit different in terms of the uh, the value but that's also another that's the, these these alternative premium pre-workouts are awesome it's it, it's essentially bringing in an additional product that replaces one that you might already be taking and much like i said an evolution of uh, to give you more to give the to give the fan more not necessarily adding a new product for a new category but giving you something that would replace essentially doing what you would do if you were to buy two pre-workouts like oh this is our mainstream stim this is our pump pre these premium pre-workouts are essentially two in one supplements but a, more, a bigger balance i guess where they're driving you and encouraging you to spend uh, more to to get what you would potentially sometimes get from two pre-workouts but yeah, all of those brands did it. Rise with the different um, pre's, the powerhouse pump daddy at the end of the year, the new energy drink, which just blew it up. The, uh, the authentic flavors are pretty cool to see as well. Uh, and then you have Raw Nutrition, which did absolutely uh, impressively this year. They entered a new format with the protein bar. That Let's not forget that. The many different flavors, the new products. Uh, HDLT was a monster at the start of the year first half and maybe a little bit more that it was supplement after supplement after supplement and, and while on that topic i should say consistency is a huge huge factor uh, it's something that we always say because we had one year and this was something that came up there was a year where there was a brand who launched um and uh i think it was like four or five new products 
and there was another brand that launched five across the year and they were similarly competitive um different categories some crossed over some were that they shared but but um they were very similar amount of launches and equally impressive but for me it's about keeping things interesting and exciting like if a brand if i don't hear from a brand for three years and then they go and do something new like I might have already moved on, I might have forgotten, especially when you're in a space like sports nutrition, where these companies are constantly evolving. Like there are a lot out there who frequently launch, like the ones we nominated. Um, and so, I again, in that situation where you've got a, two brands that launch the same amount of things, let's say similarly impressive, one does them all in one month and then one spreads them across the year, I'm going to give it to the one that spread them across the year. Just because purely for the fan perspective, purely because for me, if I was going to this brand, constantly buying my supplements, and then they came out with something new to help me, again, get more in February, I'd give it a try. And then they do it again in April or May, I'd give it a try. But if you drop all five, it loses that, I guess, that hype, that excitement. Um, and my example of, again, you don't launch anything for three years. I might have forgotten about you might have lost interest it's just natural when you always see these other brands constantly doing reformulations and flavors and new products um and obviously i'm judging brand of the year so it's a little more compressed it's not three years but you get what i'm saying it's purely about the keeping keeping the fan interested and excited and not many fans me personally even i buy a lot of my supplements now if i absolutely loved a brand um, it might not even be supplements if I absolutely loved the brand and they came out with five products and I, w I would still probably just try the one if there was if I was interested in five I still might just try the one if they came out with one and I tried it and they came out with another later I might be more interested in trying it but it's it's a it's different it's never usually happened it happened that one time but much to what I was saying this is relative to HTLT they launched a lot in the first um half and a bit and they got a little bit silent in the second half not that they weren't nominated because like i said they were still very much nominated they also did multiple versions of their pre-workout reformulations they did a protein snack and then they completely revamped the protein snack changing it its macros and added a whole bunch of flavors hdlt was not to be underestimated in in 2022 they did an incredible year um apollo was another another great one um they were just con consistently uh, expanding, uh, constantly doing, if it wasn't a flavor or reformulation, it was something completely new. Now, given the percentage of their completely new products in 2022 wasn't as high as like HTLT, but that harks back to what I was saying earlier, that HTLT is still very new. They were our newcomer of the year, I think last year. Pretty sure they were. Forgive me, <laughs> whoever it was, if it wasn't them. Um, but yeah, they uh, still quite new, so they have a lot more room to sell and press, and so we we gauge it a bit. Um, and then uh, yeah, Arms Race Nutrition, another powerhouse one, also entered a functional category for the first time with their protein bar. Um, entered several new categories, including Sleep with Night Night, um, reformulated one. I think I think Vega V two snuck in or second edition as they call them. Again, all of the brands were just dynamite. The ones that were nominated. And I think another thing is is that um, uh, when people always say to me, well, what about this brand? What about that brand? And I always explain, the best way I can explain it is is uh, you don't cloud 
favoritism or bias towards one brand. And how I what I mean by that is is like let's just say I'm a fan of a company that's I don't know a life uh, I wouldn't say a health and wellness brand, energy brand. Actually, yeah, that's a good example. Let's just say I'm a big fan of a pre workout brand, right? And they just do constantly do pre workouts. Now, um, actually, that's a horrible example. Let's just let's just say a mainstream brand. Let's just say a regular mainstream brand that does a pre and amino. Everything's within thirty to forty dollars. Now. Then let's take someone a little more premium products of 50, 60 bucks, right? Now, that mainstream brand just constantly comes out with things you like. They did a pre-workout, they did a pump pre-workout and amino. And then you sit there and then this other brand, this more premium brand, they do an estrogen formula, comprehensive organ health product and some things a little more specialized, right? The best way I can explain it is that if you can imagine your favorite brand, brand that you use and, and you're like they should win I like them I like what they do and you uh, swap around the situations right now let's say that there's a brand that wins it launched six new categories right if your brand your favorite brand did what they did in their style maybe it was something like they entered com- six completely new categories and they kept within their style and they made it applicable to you and they revamped five products and they launched two new flavors for every product, would you consider that a better year than what your brand had? So basically putting your brand in their shoes or, or applying what that brand did to your favorite brand, would you, would, you, would you have liked what they did better? And that's the best way for me to kind of compare it because sometimes there are people who might like a brand just purely because of what they do. And this isn't always entirely about what a brand does. I'm judging it on the evolution and what it offers the fan, if that makes sense. Um, and last year was a great example. And that was why we kind of did one of the big 10th year celebration um, where the opportunity to give three brands that were very different. You had the uh, more, I guess, specialized Glaxon, you had the hardcore Pollen, and you had the Lifestyle Obvi. Each of them launched multiple different products entering multiple different categories and had phenomenal years. And you could probably switch what they did between each brand and come out with very similar performances. But they all resulted in different products, if that makes sense. So it was the, it, it's essentially what that brand does and what it offers its consumer. Now you might not be able to relate to it, but you can see that if, if they, that brand did, if your favorite brand did what they did and offered more and added more categories and entered areas that wasn't in before, added formats, but in their style, and you liked it, then that's pretty much my point. And um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I stick to back what I said, stick right back to what I said at the start. It's about the evolution of the brand, specifically to a fan of that brand. It's It, it doesn't always come down to being like, well, this brand had a $60 pre-workout and this brand had a $40 pre-workout and this was more effective than that. I mean, if that $40 pre-workout has as much value as the one selling a 60 if he did a pre-work of 40 bucks, similar warehouse, wheelhouse, a similar comparison. It's uh, It gets intricate, but I can tell you right now, it's a lot of when I explain brand of the year and how it's judged, it comes down, it's, it's almost in theory, because it's never really that close. It, and in the history, it's never really been that Last year was pretty good because, like I said, we wanted to to give it to multiple brands and we had multiple brands that performed like crazy but still to what i was saying it's uh it, it's um 
it's uh, yeah it's it never really comes down to the finite details like oh they did do one extra flavor and everything else is equal that's never the case um and and most of the time based on what i've said throughout this episode you could probably pick out the winner and i mean everybody deserves uh everybody deserves awards in their own right everybody does it to their different style and this is just what I like and what I look for. And that's exactly what the Stacked Brand of the Year award is about. Pretty much what I want to see from a brand. And if the what I want to see from a brand is uh, results in a, a health and wellness brand, a lifestyle brand, a hardcore brand, I'll still put myself in those shoes and be like, man, these guys offered their audience a fantastically diverse selection of new and more products this year. That'll win. And like I said, I'm not a fan of one type over the other if it comes down to it that might come into play but it never has and so yeah evolution of the brand that's what we look for you're gonna offer fans more give them more for more results more effects more benefits you're in the winning seat and those nominees that we have up for the brand of the year for 2022 they all did it they all did it um yeah hdlt rise raw Arms Race and Apollon, they, they each had, whether you can sort of see it and you can sort of compare the two, but well, their formula, like I said, if you're just looking at what they offered more in addition to what they gave to their fans and what they expanded in and how they expanded and what they did, you'll see that it's it's very, very tight, very close. They all offered a lot more for what they already had. And that is what we look for. And hopefully people will listen to this. Maybe someone will go on on a mission to do exactly this. I had this conversation with someone the other day. I said, "If look, if you have 10 supplements and you launch and you, and you do reasonably good formulas and you launch something completely new every month, maybe you skip a, two, a couple and then in those months you do like some flavors and then you do some flavors throughout and you reformulate a couple here and there you're very likely going to be the winner that's without a doubt no one ever really does that many spaced out across the year um so you have to taper things down so you, like i said it, this is all theory but if you did that you would probably win given that you actually put good formulas into this i'm not saying do like a capsule creatine and stuff like that like uh, these i'm talking premium things that would actually further your uh, a fan's results and stuff like that premium things sports nutrition advanced category and stuff like that 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 stuff that's what would win it no one's ever really done that to be honest top of my head no one's entered that many different categories that often throughout a year Glaxon was pretty close uh, in their first year uh, maybe the second sorry i think but it was actually yeah they probably did a good job in the second, um, but that that it's that's not easy to do and always that's not but, but as I said earlier, business wise that's also not probably going to make sense. Um, constantly coming up with new innovations is is not good monetary wise if you haven't even sold out the last one and you keep adding new things, adding SKUs and I can understand that. But as a fan, that's what I want. That's what I want to see and that's in. That's what I look for in me as a fan, how I buy supplements, how I bought them back in the day, how I bought them now. It's still very much the same. And the things that excite me and the things that hype me is what I give back in the Brand of the Year Award. And we will be doing that in the coming weeks. I believe the trophy is ordered, being ordered and should be on its way. And I'm very excited to, uh, to see 
how it turns out and reward the brand of the five nominated that's uh, we felt is the most deserving and just again hyped me up excited me the most and offered their fans more than they did at the start and more than anyone um again evolution of the brand so uh thank you for listening we'll be back with another stacked supplement podcast episode next week and we'll begin the interviews rolling again and for the weeks that we don't do the interviews i think we might do some more little uh special edition episodes as i'll call them uh here and there and uh so once again thank you for listening